0: On this week's Compete Every Day podcast, executive athletes founder Ken Lubin is going to talk to us about how challenges make us better. (music) Happy Thanksgiving, competitor nation. If you are here in the States and listening to this show, I hope you have just an amazing Wednesday through the weekend. I hope you get to celebrate with friends and family Hope you've also gotten in on that early Black Friday collection drop. But that is a different story because this show, the Compete Everyday podcast, is all about helping you show up stronger, lead better, and most importantly, achieve more in your career, in your training, in your relationships, and in your life, because that's what it means to compete every day, to keep showing up, to keep leading others, and to keep achieving the goals that you set for your life. Today is a treat. Ken Lubin and I connected. Months back, as I was on the Executive Athletes podcast to talk about my book, Compete Every Day. And I wanted to have the chance to have Ken on the show because everything he's about, about how sports and the lessons we learn there mirror life and how we can use those things we learn in the middle of races, in the middle of competitive events to make us better for showing up in life, showing up in our career, showing up in our relationships. And so, Ken and I dive into a little bit of his story. We talk about just the importance of a training hard, preparing for your opportunities relentlessly. But when it's time to shine, when it's game day, when you're stepping up to the race, that you should have the biggest smile on your face and just enjoy the process. Enjoy, excuse me, the actual performance. You train hard, you push yourself in the process, but you show up and enjoy the performance side. You have a smile, you do it with a grateful heart because you've prepared for this, you've worked for this. And and honestly, at this stage, it's supposed to be fun. So be reminded today about how our competitions are supposed to be fun during this conversation with Ken. All right, competitor nation, this episode is sponsored by Swanson Health. Just like our team at Compete Every Day, Swanson only supports products that they're proud to use and give to their own families and friends, backing everything that they produce with strict quality standards and the Swanson Quality Code. They carry over 18,000 wellness products at an incredible value. So you, no matter what it is that you want, that you're looking for, can get on their website, grab a favorite healthy product, save some money because the pricing is incredible. And oh, even better for competitor nation, you can use the code IMPROVE20 for 20% off site-wide and free shipping on orders, $50 or more. That's all the time at Swanson.com with code IMPROVE20 because that's easy to remember. You're constantly showing up, competing, improving every single day. Swanson has a ton of things including liquid CBD, CBD soft gels, collagen, turmeric, They've got omega lemon flavors, They've got lutein that I've been using because I'm always staring at a computer screen or a phone. So head on over to Swanson.com, use code IMPROVE20, save yourself 20% off that you can turn around and maybe spend that money holiday shopping at competeeveryday.com and support these great sponsors who have stepped up and supported our show. IMPROVE20 at Swanson.com. And final note before we dive into this week's show, and we welcome Ken into the studio. I just want to remind you that Compete Every Day Black Friday collection is live on CompeteEveryday.com. We released it Monday, and it has been selling fast, so I'm sorry if your size has already sold out. Unfortunately, it was a one-and-done type collection, so we still have a number of new items on there. We dropped a ton of new designs, new flags, new hats, new patches, tons of gear, and even better We're giving away a free gym flag with every hundred dollars spent and a free velcro patch with every $75 spent and every order is getting a sticker and a compete everyday wristband So something for everyone every order jump in Jump onto that Black Friday collection, help support the show, support our team, and most of all, outfit yourself, your garage, your backpack, your life with some fresh motivation and the reminder to keep showing up for yourself every single day. Keep hammering away at your goals, keep persevering for what matters most to you. That's what our gear is all about. That's why we designed it, we created it, is to help support you and to remind you of what you're already capable of. So keep showing up and competing. You can grab that. You can use anything. Uh, You can actually use the code PODCAST to get 15% off anything in the Black Friday collection. Just use code PODCAST at checkout for any order at competeeveryday.com. And now, let's get into this week's show with Executive Athletes founder Ken Lubin. Ken, welcome to the Compete Everyday Podcast.
1: It's awesome to be here. Thanks, Jake. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, same here. I enjoyed our conversation on your show and looking forward to kind of flipping the microphone around to you uh, for our listeners and guests to get to know you a little bit better and, and the executive athletes specifically where that came from. But before we dive into what was and what you built it into, tell us quickly today, what do you do? Uh, Besides your podcast, kind of what are you involved in in life, where you live and and give everyone a behind the scenes curtain into who's Ken?
1: Definitely. No, I'm based out outside of Boston, um, about 30 miles west of Boston. My day job is I do executive recruiting. Um, I've done global executive search for the last 20 years, and I work for a company called ZRG Partners. Um, But my side hustle and sort of fun is my executive athletes podcast that I run and I still love to compete. I love, actually, I I love to train. I love to uh, get ready for, be ready for anything. Um, I do CrossFit stuff. I do, I'm a cyclist. I'm a skier. I'm a runner. I'm always outside trying to, uh, right now in today's world, stay sane the best that I can.
0: Absolutely. Well, all things considering, we've all spent more time inside and at home this year than probably any other before. I'm interested to hear what inspired the start with executive athletes. Where, when did you finally just decide, you know what, this is a creative creative outlet I want to explore?
1: So the funny thing is, it started during the last recession. Um, exec, being an executive recruiter, I focus primarily in specialty finance, fintech, and as you can imagine, during 08 and 09, not a lot of people were really lending money. So I said to myself, in order to do business, I wanted to call on individuals who are like me. And that's really where the whole thing started. I said, there's got to be other folks who love to train, who love to compete, who are out there getting after it. And that's really when the whole thing started. Um, I started as a group on LinkedIn back in 2010. Um like I said, it was during the recession, so I had quite a bit of time to sit there and really work on that and, and grow that. And then it morphed into, I was doing face-to-face events. I would get people to you know, sponsor them, but a lot of the sponsors were sort of very entrepreneurial, sort of do like a shark tank type thing. And then it morphed into this podcast a couple of years ago. And I think you know the podcast was something I had always dreamed about doing. And it was a great opportunity to really reach more people number one, but number two, to get people to tell their stories and their inspiring stories and talk about the dash between the two dates on their gravestone. And that's what makes stuff, you know, a lot more fun, a lot more exciting, but also allows us to really see who people are and really learn who, what, when and where they do and how to get, how they got to where they are, because it's never a linear line or story that brings us there.
0: Well, and, and a couple of things you hit on right there that I'd love to dive into. Well, the first part is the dash, the dash between when you're born and when you die. Have you had a intentional focus on how you use and intentionally spin that dash or, or was that something kind of later in life you started looking at the the significance of it?
1: You know, I think I probably always did it, but I've really learned more recently, right? It's more about the journey. It's more about the end result is just, you know, you get there and then it's like, all right, you're going to set your next res- end result. And it's the journey about getting there. Um, one thing I always learned, you know, young as an athlete was I loved to say, hey, I want to get to, you know, this level or I want to do that race or I want to win that race. And how am I going to do it? How am I going to reverse engineer it to really get there? And a lot of times you don't know, right? Sometimes it's just, you got to sign up and go for it and, you know, and learn along the way. Um, But sometimes there's strategy, right? To think about, all right, in order for me to do this, I got to do this. And it's something I always thought, even as a kid growing up, it's by the time you get to the final exam, if you're not ready for it, cramming the night before is not going to do anything. You're much better off sort of relaxing and, you know, sort of chilling and, you know, grab a beer or you know, have some popcorn, watch a movie and just relax because you're going to go into it much better the next day than if you stayed up all night cramming. And then next thing you know, you get amnesia that next morning and it's game over.
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. And, and along those same lines, in terms of the process piece, the the, the life is a journey. That is something that stood out in your introduction to me. And as you were sharing just a moment ago, is you love the training. You love the practicing. You love the preparation would you say that part of it's probably more enjoyable for you than actual competition race day?
1: You know, I love, I love the race day, but you know, what I learned to do is by the time you're there, enjoy it. Right. And, and realize that you're only as prepared as you're going to be and enjoy it along the way. None of us are going pro. None of us are going to be making big dollars from any of this stuff. And, you know, realize that this is fun and this is what got you there. A lot of people forget the fun piece of it. A lot of people forget that, you know, they think that if they don't do this or they don't do that, their identity shot and they're no longer, you know, X, Y, Z.
0: And I was going to and- say that one note right there about identity is so important for lifelong athletes, people that are constantly competing and doing those things because they, they struggle with, just what you said, if if I don't perform at this level, if I don't do this, then who am I as an individual? Just sorry to cut you off. Did you ever struggle with that kind of that transition from maybe team sports, individual sports growing up to more of, I would say recreational athlete is, is a great way to look at it now, even though you're still very competitive. Did you ever struggle with that identity piece of it?
1: I think, you know, right after school, uh, right after college, I did, right. I was a division one skier in college. I was racing, you know, racing my bike at a fairly high level. Um, And then it was like, oh, that's over. What do you do now? And it's, it is. And one of the things, and I, and I talked to a a lot of people about it. I talked to Olympians that are sort of making that transition. I've talked to professional athletes making the transition of you know, your name being in the lights and all of a sudden you're a has-been and you're as good as your last result. And what a lot of people don't realize is you don't have to stop. You can still keep going. You can, you know, and, and I tell people to keep on training, keep on doing what makes you feel good, but maybe you don't want to have to do it with as much intensity or you can do it with a little bit more fun or it's, you know, the, and, and that's difficult for a lot of people because all of a sudden you're going from an elite to a sort of mid-packer and they can't deal with that. And again, you're not going to be at the highest level for your entire life. So now just enjoy the process.
0: Well, and, and one unique aspect that I love hearing you say that we've actually had on some recent shows is the importance of having fun on game day, whether it's a triathlon, a marathon, a CrossFit competition, you name it, there's a key component to enjoying the fact that you've already done the work and having fun with it because otherwise you put so much pressure on yourself. And it's like you just said, it's the night before a test, you're trying to cram, you get in on test day and you're so tight and locked up, you you can't pull out the information that's in there. Whereas on game day, you kind of just crap the bed. And then it makes you more frustrated, which probably starts a, a whole cycle all over again. How did you train yourself or just come to the awareness of of just being in the moment and enjoying every game day versus putting all that extra pressure on yourself?
1: You know, it's a hard thing to do, right? Because we're always trying to, prove ourselves on game day or prove ourselves in the business world by closing that deal or prove ourselves on, you know, whatever it is that you're passionate about. It could be, you know, your recital for an instrument or, you know, your coding, whatever you're doing for your, you know, for work or whatever. But I think it's, again, it's recognizing the journey and it's recognizing that. And a lot of people don't recognize that, right? They just sort of get in. You know, I got to perform all day, every day, 24 seven for the next 10 years. That's impossible. You can't do it. And then, and I think it might be a maturity thing. It might be realizing that I do need to take breaks in order for me to grow and to get better. Um, and it's, you know, it's a useful tool to just really, you know, sit back. And one of the things I try to do is I try to look at my competition and you see how miserable they are at the start line which then makes things a lot more fun as well right it's like they're already miserable and they've already lost before they the things even
0: begun absolutely what are some things that you do do you do you journal do you talk with uh, teammates or training partners what do you do to make sure night before morning of that you're focused on enjoying that process and and knowing that you've done all that you can till this point and just go let it rip
1: You know, I I, day to day, I do a journal anyways, I think it's just through experience, um, where, you know, I, the ability to relax, right to the ability to realize, you know, I'm 47, believe me, I'm not going pro anytime soon. But even if it's, you know, a competition in college, or it's a competition, you know, that means something for you to, you know, you want to get a contract or you want to get sponsored or you want to, you know, just place in an age group and, and putting that pressure on you is makes it way worse. And, you know, many of my listeners know, you know, I've dealt with anxiety my whole life. And I, you know, sometimes it actually helps me when I'm going into those situations to be like, dude, you know, just chill, just relax and sort of talk myself off the cliff which then all of a sudden deals, you know, allows you to perform a little bit better. And one of the other things I like is most of the events that I do, you know, nowadays or actually even before are many more endurance events. So there's a life cycle to that and easing into it and understanding that it's not one in the first mile, right? But, you know, it's have the mentality that You're a diesel engine and that you're once you're up to speed, you're going to get going and go trucking through everything, but also be impatient along the way.
0: I love that. I love that. One of the things that I think connects us so well is the shared messaging and, and the idea that what works in sports works in our career and works in life. Some of those same principles overlay. And one of the most important things in sports is the ability to focus on the present play. If something happens, if you're in the race and you fall, you slip, you have issues getting your you know transition to your bike, if it's a triathlon, any number of things can go wrong but for you, you have to refocus, be in the moment, and keep going. And, and the same applies in our career, especially when you're in staffing. You're dealing with you know challenges every day, just like a lot of us are. How have you, I guess, trained yourself to be effective at shaking off those small setbacks in the moment of performance and keeping your focus on just the present? Was that ever a struggle when you were competitively skiing of, something would just go off and it could derail you the rest of the time down the hill? Because I know it happens for people in our careers all the time. One bad call, one bad day just shakes up their whole week versus how do I reset and recenter?
1: You know, uh, believe me, it happens all the time, right? <laughs> you know, If you look at even the best, you look at a Bodie or Michaela Schifrin or Lindsay coming out of the start, they have a bauble. And the funny thing is sometimes it's you're almost waiting for that to happen. And then it's like, all right, let's go, right? <laughs> sort of overcome it. But I think, you know, a lot of it, you got to realize that it happens to everyone. There's no one, I can't tell, very rarely does something happen flawlessly with any any performance, right? And it's just like, boom, all of a sudden that's gone, time to move on. I believe there's a race I do every year in in the White Mountains in, in, in April, and part of it is paddling, and the water is 30 32 degrees there's snow on the side on the side of the river and you know i i I usually flip once every other year right (laughs) and it's like this is just gonna suck and you're cold you can go hypothermic or you can be like hey i flip i'm done and now my race starts right and that's the that's the way that i look at it is all right dude i got the I get the bad part out of it. Now let's really get you know the good part out of it, and 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 that's a perspective shift.
0: I love instead that. of <laughs>
1: waiting for the bad thing to happen, which everyone does, right? It's like, oh, when am I going to get a flat on my bike, or <laughs> am I going to roll my ankle, or you know, am I going to do this, or I'm going to do that? I'm a big fan of getting out of the way early.
0: No, that's, that's so funny. You, you shared that with the water. That was kind of my mentality back in the day with football. It's like, I just want to get hit. Like, let me hit somebody hit, just have that contact and then cool, let's go. It's game on. It's ready to play. And so I, I appreciate that perspective for a lot of people of understanding, you know, those challenges are coming. It's happened. Now let's go. Like now we can stop worrying about it, stressing about it and just go. One thing I'm curious about as we're kind of coming to a close with 2020 is the year still crazy we we don't have any idea what 2021 is going to look like and for competitive individuals who are constantly looking for races and events things to have that outlet outside of their career there hasn't been a lot of them and even the the virtual ones virtual races and events just aren't the same as being at the starting line with other people or, or running through some other obstacles as you know trying to do it through your neighborhood what have you done to keep yourself focused from a training perspective and continually enjoying the process while not really having a target race that's just looming right ahead?
1: You know, it allows you it's allowed me to try different things, right? That it that I typically wouldn't. Um being an endurance athlete, right, you're always focused on being light and fast and everything else and I was fortunate before this whole thing I built a new house and I put a pretty extensive gym in my in my garage so it allows me to do a lot more strength training and allows me to you know sort of get outside of my comfort zone on stuff you know I was never really good at so that's really a lot of things that I've worked on number 1 number 2 it's actually allowed me to experiment with you know different styles of eating or different books to read or different you know things to journal about because it allows you to go deeper And number three, it's, you know, try new things that just aren't, maybe not sports related, you know, start a blog, start a, start a podcast, start something to just always be expanding your mind and your body and sort of your will of where you want to go.
0: I love that. Well, and, and, you know, I've heard it said countless times and in numerous interviews and with people that within the next year and a half, there's going to be people that kind of get through this storm and as things start to settle out that, Then they want to start, and then they want to start going again. And they're going to look up and and see other people in their life that are full speed ahead, because just like you shared, they're taking advantage of this change to try new things, to experiment, to grow, to get better. They're, They're not sitting and waiting until, quote, normal comes back to start after trying new things and expanding their knowledge. So it's it's always encouraging hearing you share that. What's something that that has you just enjoying life or focused on to end the year? Is there something you're you're working on in terms of your podcast, in terms of your own training that that really has you fired up to finish 2020 in a very different state than maybe when you started?
1: Oh totally. You know, one of the things for the podcast and for my business you know, I'll start there and move to the training piece, but you can get in touch with people that you've never thought you could ever get in touch with that want to be, you know, that want to help you. Right. Because they have opportunities, you know, they've got blank space in their calendar. Number one, number two, they're all looking to network with people as well. Right. How can you help me out? And there's such a collaborative approach that is un it's unbelievable of who you can get in touch with. It's unbelievable of potential opportunities that you can build because even if something sucks, no one's watching anyways, but if it's good, someone's gonna run with it, right? So you have no opportunity to lose anything right now. Um, Believe me, I wouldn't be throwing all my cash into funding a startup that is on a whim, you know, during a down economy or anything like that, but you have an opportunity to try new things that are gonna get you outside of your comfort zone. in terms of training, like I said, I'm doing a, excuse me, a lot more, a lot more strength training, Um, you know, trying a lot more different things on my bike or, you know, going into ski season. It's going to be all, you know, it's going to be interesting because the the explosion of the backcountry scene in New England is going to be big or how we deal with, you know, different things is going to be interesting, challenging, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun too. And, Again, it's going in with no expectations and just sort of enjoying the journey is, is more important because we don't know where the end of anything is right now. And if you're not enjoying the journey along the way, you're going to be miserable and it's going to suck. And if you're just watching social media and watching the news, you know, you're going to become a drunk and you're not going to want to do anything anyway. So turn off TV, turn off social media, get off your ass and go make something happen
0: love that. Way to way to wrap it up and bring it home <laughs> strong, man. That I can't think of a better uh, just finale to end it. So, Kim, before we go, where can people find you? Where can they get connected with your work and your show so they can give you a follow?
1: Definitely. So you can check me out. Uh, my website is executiveathletes.com. The podcast is everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Google. It's not hard to find. Um, all the links are at it from my website. If anyone wants to reach out to me directly, they can email me at Um, or, you know, my whole world I really is a lot on LinkedIn from the professional side of things. So feel free to connect to me connect with me on LinkedIn and you'll see everything there as well. So no, it's great. It's been an honor to be part of this. I'm totally pumped. Dude,
0: thank you for making time. Listeners, uh, check out his website. Absolutely check out his podcast. It's one I enjoyed, which is why we initially connected as well. So give him a follow, follow his work, engage him on LinkedIn. And Ken, thanks for hanging out today.
1: Jake, this was awesome.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Compete Everyday podcast. As always, drop us a note with your feedback to podcast at competeeveryday.com. Check out more episodes, find amazing apparel, get connected with the community at competeeveryday.com. And until next week, bring your best, show up every day regardless of how you feel and be that type of competitor you were created to be.